time to double your pleasure and double your fun with part two with Ed and Sean with Geeksters. And welcome to episode 203. Let me try it again. Welcome to episode 238, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. Now it's your turn. <laughs> I have I have something in my head. And it's like it's something in your head. Yeah, like you're doing the intro. I'm like now in Technicolor. <laughs> you know? Okay. It's like, wait a minute. How's that up now? All right. So hi everybody. Welcome to part two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here in part two, we give you releases of the week. I give you a brief description of a review on Prey. Yes. And then we go into nerd news with Sean. Yes. Uh, Articles that will follow are how it ties into Guardians of the Galaxy, how they make Kurt Russell look so goddamn handsome. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. He's got the rugged good looks of an older gentleman. But how do you how do you capture Kurt Russell of the eighties? Yeah. We'll tell you in this episode. That's right. How are you feel about remakes? You pro con the remakes, or are you like Ed, where it depends on what they're remaking? Well, I'm gonna give you a list of twenty five up and coming movies that are being remade, and you get to hear the groans <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. and the head <laughs> scratching. <laughs> then when we come back, I will tell you we have roughly a hundred years to pack our shit and get off the planet. Oh uh, yeah. From the man who should know, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show, and we'll tell you how to prepare to get off the planet when we come back. All right. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in to Show Aquanet Radio and those apps. All right. So where we last left the show. Hey, who's going to tell us what's coming out in Blu-ray and DVD? That's right. Release of the week's kids. Here we go. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker is coming out. The unrated edition on 4K and Blu-ray and digital HD and DVD. Oh, joy. Yay. Then we have the uh, Fifty Shades uh, Grey unrated edition as well coming out this week on 4K. I know it's been out before, but the now it's the 4K version. Or if you don't have the first one and you want to get them both at one time, there is a two-movie collection. Of unratedness of the Fifty Shades, so I know you're all excited. <laughs> As the silence is deafening, apparently. Like wow, wow. All right, all right. What else you got? Uh, the Fantastic Fear of Everything is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. The Fantastic Fear. Oh. Simon Pegg's. Uh... That's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a while. Yeah. I have it. Uh, have it queued. I just have never sat around to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> We also have some uh, repackaging of some movies coming out this week that are pretty uh, honorable to mention. It's uh, Chinatown, Road to Perdition, The Untouchables, The Godfather Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3 are all coming on Blu-ray and new packaging. So there you go. All right, what else? Uh, A re-release of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is coming out on Blu-ray as well as Heat and Psycho. I think it's because is of, that the original cycle or the remake? Uh, the remake, okay, of it, yes. So, all right. Uh, Indian Fighter is coming out on Blu-ray. I don't know what that is. Yeah, neither do I. 
<laughs> Some reason was on my list. There's a reason why. And why I'll... did I pick that? Why did I choose that one? Indian Fighter? Yes. I, I didn't even see it in the list as we're going down. I'm like, I don't. Why did he, why did he pick that one? <laughs> There's a reason for it. Uh, and I have no idea wow. why I picked that movie. Okay. Maybe I was. Oh, 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 oh. Now I know why. These are actually classic uh, westerns coming out. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Kirk Douglas and Yul Brenner and uh, Lee Von Cleef uh, movies coming out. The Indian Fighter is one of them. Uh, Adios uh, Sabata is another one. And Return to Sabata is the three movies that are coming out uh, with those great movie icons. Oh, okay. Uh, Streets of San Francisco, the complete series, is coming out on DVD. So if you want to see Michael Douglas as one of his first roles in uh, television, okay. there you go. All right. The ALF Collection Seasons 1 through 4 is also coming out this week on DVD. Uh, which one? Uh, ALF. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Come here, Kate. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's my ALF impersonation. How's that? <laughs> as good as your Rocky. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm insulted. Hey. And WWE WrestleMania 33 is coming out on Blu-ray this week. All right. All right. And that is all the releases I have uh, on the list for uh, movies and television. Is there any honorable mentions you... Uh, nah, nothing. No? Okay. I mean, there's a re-release of Heat with a director's cut, but I'm not... I did mention that in the, in yeah. the re-release uh, section of it, yes. Yeah, no, that's it, really. All right. All right, what else? Uh, video games. Video games. There's only one video game coming out this week. It's Birthdays, The Beginning by NIS America for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. Yeah. Got nothing on it. Okay. Well, let's face it. Next week's the big one. Yes. Injustice Dose. That's right. I can't wait, Ed. Can't wait for Injustice 2. It's pretty exciting. But in the meantime, Ed, I've been playing a game called Prey. Really? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Sort of playing it. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay, well, for those who don't know, um, this article's uh, this this game is uh, about came out this past weekend. Mm-hmm. You in Prey, you play a person named Morgan Yu, which could be male or female, but okay. I picked the dude version. Right, um, and you play him while exploring the space station Talos One in orbit around the Earth Moon L Two, where research into a hostile alien collective called the Typhoon is performed. As a typhoon escape confinement, the player uses a variety of weapons and abilities derived from the typhoon to avoid being killed by the aliens while looking to escape the station. The station is presented as an open world to the player with progression through the world after containing key items or abilities similar in nature to a Metroidvania game. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, it's by Arcane, and it's actually a reimagining of the original 2006 Prey um, yeah, I was saying, I thought this was already out, but right. Well, they were supposed to make a sequel, okay, and it was supposed to be a sequel to the game, but it was shelved. It fell into developmental hell, and uh, following the transfer of intellectual property from 3D Realms to Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda's by the makers of all the Elder Scrolls games mm-hmm. and Fallout, so it's got it's got a good pedigree. That's right. And Arcane's also known for making the Dishonored series. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, it eventually was can then it was eventually canceled in 2014. Arcane version does not use any of the planned sequel assets 
and only incorporates the name in the broad theme of the protagonist being hunted by aliens of the previous games. Okay. Uh, Arcane Built Prey is a spiritual sequel to System Shock, providing the player with several potential means of progression within the game. All right. All right. So, uh, it kind of takes place in an alternate timeline. Okay. Okay. It's, it's kind of like a key thing because it, when you first, it's played in a first person perspective mm-hmm. and it's, you imagine, imagine a world, Ed, where John F. Kennedy survives his attempted assassination in 1963. Wow. All right. The failed assassination catalysts, catalyzes Kennedy to direct more funding into the space program, allowing it to flourish and accelerating the space race. Drawn by humans' activities in space, an alien force made up of many different species, collectively called the Typhoon, attack Earth, as always. Mm-hmm. The United States and Russia, which is still the USSR, band together and fight off capture of the Typhoon, unbeknownst to the general population. Together, they build a space station, uh, Kletka, which is Russian for cage, Mm-hmm. To be used as a prison for the typhoon situated in orbit around the Earth's moon. The United States eventually takes full ownership after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1964 and reuses the space station as part of the Project Axiom, which research labs atop the prisons. They study the typhoon, bringing advances learned from that to Earth. After the Pobeg incident in 1980, where some t- scientists aboard the station lost their lives to the typhoon, Along with the geopolitical instability of the time, the United States shuttle uh, basically scrapped the program, leaving the captive typhoon alive. And then flash forward some time, private industry picks it up and tries to use it for their own, their own means. Okay. Now, I thought it, it, kind, of, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of, um, I want to say, not more system shock, but more like, um, remember the, I don't know if you remember the Deep Space, I think it was called. It was a game or uh, Lost Planet, not Lost Planet. Um, fuck, why can't I think of it? It was you were on a space station and you had to go kill. It was, it's oh, let's see if I can find. I probably can't find it. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Anyway, game is really good. Uh-huh. You have there's a couple creepy. Well, the typhoon have these real your your lesser creatures are called mimics. And the reason why they're called mimics is they mimic things on the space station. Okay. Not just inanimate objects. So I could be walking by and all of a sudden, bam, a coffee cup turns into one of those things. And now I just started the game, so all I have is a, since it's a science station, Mm -hmm. not a lot in the realm of weapons, weapons, except I'm walking around with a glue gun and a (laughs) wrench. <laughs> Those are the kind of items I want in a fight. Well, now the glue gun, because it's designed by Bethesda and mm-hmm. Arcane, the glue gun actually can be used as not only as a weapon to kind of glue people up and then whack them with the wrench to shatter them. Yeah, but also helps in the because when you shoot it at something, it leaves like this big gelatinous glue ball that you can actually jump onto. So it helps to kind of solve like those room puzzles, like. How do I get from point A to point B? And there's I, a- can, I can either go straight through, or I can probably go over them if I go poof, 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 with the glue gun and then drop onto a ledge and go around. Yeah, you know, or into like a, a vent to get to the next room. Right. Or I can search around the room, find the key, the key card, and get into the next room. There's okay. there's multiple ways. Games a little got a lot of jump scares to it though, because of the fact that you don't know what these mimics are or what they're going to look like. They'll go poof, ah, and you got to kind of 
try to shoot them with the glue gun, or hope to get close enough to whack them with the wrench. Okay. Now, granted, I'm only... I, every time you say glue gun, though, I think of, like, a glue gun yes. like you choose today. I was like, I, I need an outlet to, fuck this yeah. to warm it up. <laughs> I, I, need my, I need my, you know, give me some glue sticks. Um, it's more like a canister, and it's like... Boop, 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 like, you know... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and then uh, I run over and smash him over the head with uh, a wrench. Okay, you know? um, and then he shatter. And then, since you're a quote unquote scientist, you gather stuff. You... One of the creepy things, and because it's a first person, it always makes me cringe. Apparently, you get these neuro um, modulators to help tweak your brain into learning more abilities, as far as like more knowledge. And I'm assuming at some point in time, I'm going to get the ability to mimic things and. And morph into stuff, and I'm going to get alien abilities as well. But problem is, Ed, is that this thing, in order to apply it to yourself, you put in this thing that you stick in your eye. Okay. And it's like these these three needle thing that you know is going right into your eye, and it's getting dunk, you know. <laughs> so like the first time you see, you got to jab yourself in the face with it. I'm like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to hurt in the morning. That's going to hurt. And then as, as your typical open world kind of first person, there's like, hey, like I found a bracelet with a person's name on it. And apparently, like everybody on board the station had these ID bracelets and you can try locating them mm-hmm. because there's a, a like a, a director of people. And it wasn't until after I got killed a few times in MLA's. There's a bunch of survivors, but I can only probably find the one guy since I only have his his bracelet and not these other people. So maybe I should just try to find his name on the board and click find him and then go after him. Right. But before that, I had to get to my office. It's like, oh, it's your typical first person. Like, well, to do this, you got to go over here and then watch where you step because you don't know when these mimics are going to come out. And then there's these things called phantoms, which are more like humanoid, but they fire shit at you. I got to be honest, not a lot in the way of, hey, look, I survived. It's more like, run! (laughs) (laughs) Like, it definitely had like a couple moments. I'm like, I gotta do first person. Hey, look, here comes me. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. And instead, it goes. It kind of has like a nightcrawler ability where it bamps in and out of like time and space. Where one minute it's in front of me, next minute it's off to the side of me, and I'm swinging a wrench like I'm like, <laughs> and of course I can't judge distance, yeah. so I know I'm swinging the air <laughs> until it comes. I have to get it closer. By the time it gets, I've horrible, horrible death perception. Just, just stand still and come closer. <laughs> come, come here, cl- come here, give me. Now, now don't move. Whack, 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 whack. Become a hero. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a fun game, um, but like I said, it's, it's a little on the tough side only uh-huh. because you are kind of wheeling a weapon of... There's nothing to be like, come at me, bro. Yeah. There's nothing to shoot unless right now all I have is a glue gun. Picked up a shit ton of shotgun shells. Haven't found a shotgun yet. <laughs> um, I do think, though, because I did pre-order it, there is a pre-order bonus to be able to get your family heirloom shotgun, which is in my office, which is the first place I have to go. But typical stupid Sean mentality is, let me go look over here first. <laughs> let me go look over there first. Instead of sticking with the mission and then trying to find my office to get probably better weapons and either certain mods that I can get to get a couple more abilities. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let me go look over here in the trauma center where the bodies are. Maybe I'll like, good luck there. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then it's like I walk into a room like, hey, this is kind of cool. All of a sudden, three mimics pop up because one's dressed as a med kit that I was about to pick up. And another one's, <laughs> another one's dressed like a coffee mug. And the other one's a piece of paper. I'm like, you fuckers, huh? come at me, bro. And I'm just swinging wildly. Like, ah, and next you know, because you have a stamina, I get tuckered out. And next you know, I'm Oh, bad. he's tuckered <laughs> out. Oh, let's just let him sleep. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, no, instead they pounce on me and kill me. And then it's like, Game over, bro. <laughs> I'm just picturing now, like, the mimic doesn't really pop out. You actually pick up the med kit. It's like, oh, I could use it. You put it in your pocket. And all of a sudden, like, it just, like. That kind of what happens. <laughs> pops out. And you're, and you're dead because the mimic's outstanding. Because you know, like like, she watched me play. And, you know, she half watches me play. But she, I can only imagine what it looked like to her. I mean, I to be honest, I wasn't really watching you play. You, you, you thought that I was, but I wasn't. She's too busy. She's got her own games. No, I've recently downloaded a, quite a few games on my phone, and it sucked me in. They're pointless games. I'm not even going to talk about them, but it sucked me in. So while he's playing, I'm like, it's cool. I have so much shit I can play on my phone now that I don't even care. Right. But the one part that I did realize, so like he dies. I realize he dies. He dies again. <laughs> he dies again, and finally he goes, not talking to me. He goes, maybe I should just stick to the plan. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, well, and he explains the whole office thing. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you get yourself in these situations. You should probably just do the morgue's not going nowhere, babe. <laughs> Go get your gun. <laughs> like, Why are you doing that? Because <laughs> it's the natural. Like, she's like, you are such the white guy in horror movies. Yeah. That's what I told him. I was like, you're the guy that's going to run towards the danger. Way to be a fucking stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's going to run up the stairs. He's that guy. He heard a funky noise or something rattled or there was a shadow. He's got to go see that. He has to go. God forbid, like a key in a drawer, the glimmer catches his eye because that's it. He's dead. Shiny. Right. Like, just kill him. I'm like, you're that guy in a scary movie. You just became that person. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not like the typical horror movie where the virgin survives because that train left a long I, time ago. It's silly because I'm, I'm always like, okay, you know, just, just get to your office. But the problem is I go up a flight of stairs and all the doors are locked. I don't have any key, key, code keys or key codes. Right. So I'm like, well, maybe I need to find them. But then there's another set of stairs on the other side. So I'm like, let me go down that way. But before I go down there, that way, ooh, what's in that room? And then when I go in that room, it's like, I'm walking by. Let me just peek in real quick. Ooh, something's shiny. Let me go see what that is. Oh, now I'm dead. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you. Stereotypical And the person. music is creep factor to like nine. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's very, I'm going to see if I can get a, um, a what do you call it? A, a song or? Yeah, like a. Uh, background music. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, first let to play. Let me see if I can get in there look real quick. Uh, the video will play the ad anyway. So it's fun. It's got me interested. But it also is a little different than I thought. But I, I kind of like the differences in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's definitely very creepy. And I kind of, mm-hmm. it's I don't know if I'll be like, hey, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Let me go play Prey. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be like, hey, babe. I, oh, my gosh, you turned into a mimic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're very, she kind of described them as they look a little like Venom. As from the Spider-Man comics, okay, because they're very they have tendrils and they're black and they're kind of creepy they're like looking. Gooey looking, yeah, it looks like Venom. Yeah, let's see if I can. 
get to uh, see here. Uh, let's see, opening, blah, blah, blah. And, and honestly, it started off kind of basic and bland, and all of a sudden it turned into this really weird kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do the first 11 minutes. Like, you go through these these doors, and you're doing, like, this little test thing, and you're like, this is weird, and the guy doesn't seem too happy. And then when you wake up, like, something bad happens, and you're like, ah! You get knocked out, and, and you wake up, and you're back in your apartment, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> And then you realize it's all been some sort of test, and and you're like, hey, like some sort of botched experiment. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, I see the first 11 minutes isn't going to do you shit, fuckers. Right. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, uh... <laughs> no, the reason why I'm laughing at fuckers is because it actually, it actually brought me back to something I wanted to kind of talk about. When we watch the movies in the theater, there is there's always the you know like oh if there's there's some mysterious characters make sure you go tell you know the management and stuff like that and it's like turn off your cell phones or or turn them to vibrate because it's gonna be distracting and every time it ends with that one and I'm like you know like turn off your phones and I'm like motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> like they should have that in there because that would make it more of an input pack because people are half watching that or paying right. attention because they're waiting and they're on their phones yeah fucking like doing whatever Always. I'm at the movies like yeah okay great garden G O T G click <laughs> okay, I think I got some part with the creepy music. Ready? Right. Ready? Here, we're just gonna. Just I'm walking around, mind my own business. Just a little further. Like, look, there's a dead body. It's all creepy. It's dark, yeah. yeah. Jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, see, look at that. He, he's doing the same thing. Just wailing away. For, he's like, fuck. Huh, huh, huh. Okay, what was I looking at? Grab the mic. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you're just like wandering around. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, there's the creepy music. That's not comfortable at all. Nah. You know? Especially like the room, like they're showing the video. On, of course, nobody in the audience can see this. But it's like this dark-ish kind of like light, like it's a low light kind of situations where it's very shadowy. So it's like you could see, but there there could still be something right. around the corner that you've no idea. Right. It's just this little. And there's of course, and there's a stop. Play your way. You can search for the keypad or find an alternate path. And they show you like two alternate paths because one thing about arcane they like to do is they like kind of let you go. Here's an open world. You need to get there. How you get there, there's multiple ways of doing it. Like, there's spots where, like I said, you can mimic into, like, a, a, a coffee mug and be able to roll through small openings. Okay. You know, or there's, like, you know... Oh, there's another one. See, listen to that. Wow. Did he get him? Yeah, no, he got him. Right. <laughs> Did he get him? Did he get him? So because he disappeared, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't see him get him. So. Right? <laughs> Where's he crawling at? <laughs> so, it, but it's really, it's. I, I give it a thumbs up. Like, if you got something to, you know, something on something to play, I don't think that game was great for VR. Like, uh, <laughs> I'd be panicking all the time. I would just be like, hold my, like, just walking around backwards every two seconds, spinning around, going, "Don't fuck with me! Don't fuck with me! <laughs> I'll fucking hit you! I don't care!" 
Like I'll walk over to something just randomly and hit it with a wrench. Just, just, just <laughs> coffee mug. Like, <laughs> he's gonna feed everything. Coffee mug from here to the to his office. Coffee. Mug. God damn. Co- I can't drop coffee again. You want some coffee? No. <laughs> Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> I'll just drink it right from the fountain. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I highly recommend Paper! <laughs> <laughs> I used to love to write on you. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Now, you're my mortal enemy, coffee mug. <laughs> you hate Mondays? Fuck you, I hate you. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> hang in there. Oh, look at the little cute little kitten. I hang in there poster. Burn it. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I give it a thumbs up because it's it's fun. It's um, kind of creepy. Like if you like that kind of jump scare type, which I, you know me, I'm not really big into. No, because I'm a pussy. Um, so <laughs> like, give me something where I see like I see my. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. That <laughs> <laughs> was wow. <laughs> I get scared easily. I'm like, ah. you're like, no, no. Um, so I, it, it's definitely a, a game I'm going to continue playing. Yes, but I got a week and a half. Not even a week and a half. I got roughly ten days, nine days, maybe. Stacy's mic is now. Go with it. <laughs> Stacy's mic is moving on its own. It's a minute. Quick, hit it with a wrench. Hit it with a wrench. I'm just gonna move with it, bucket. I'm just not even gonna try to fight with this fucking mic anymore. Oh, my drink is so far away now. Shit. <laughs> Gotta scooch over, grab it. Stupid fucking electronics. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> So, like, in about 10 days, Injustice 2 comes out, which I don't really expect much out of it except being a fighting game. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really good. They announced, like, um, you have your roster of, like, like almost 30 characters. Wow. But uh, they just announced, like, the first three in the first DLC pack, Mm -hmm. which consists of Starfire, uh, consists of Sub-Zero, and then um, Red Hood. Yeah. So it's like oh. they look good too. Yeah, you know? they look really, really good. I'm like, I can't, can't wait. I'm, I'm a little eh about some of the character designs, but I know it's. I, I felt the same way about the first time around, uh-huh. and now what they did was there's like equipment drops where you where certain like hey, as if Superman wasn't powerful enough. Hey, look, you got a cape now that adds an extra couple of points to your health or something. It's like. Oh, okay. He's a punk bitch and he needs a better cape. He's <laughs> a punk bitch that needs a better cape. I'm just saying. Never thought those words be uttered together. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, there you have it, folks. There's my review. I, I pick it up. It's fun. It's, it's, it's spooky. Don't play it alone at night if you're scared easily because at night, you have a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. But I am really fascinated with the whole alternate universe of like Kennedy surviving because. The first room you walk into in the lobby is kind of like the history of how the the station got there, mm. and you see like a like old man Kennedy sitting there, and he he died like in uh, like 2015. I'm like, wow. <laughs> 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 so there you have it. Um, 
But I did bring some news, Artemis. All right. Okay. Um, first of all, since we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Okay. We all talked about... Okay. Lately, Disney's got what Stacey calls Disney money. Okay. It's basically fuck you money. Okay. <laughs> they get to do whatever the fuck they want in movies, right? They've always had fuck you money. Right. They all have always had. But ever since, let's face it, since Tron Legacy, they've been dabbling in the, hey, let's make an old actor young again. Yes. Okay, while it looked okay in Legacy, mm-hmm. it, you were allow you were allowing for some of the not perfect moments because it's a computer guy. Yeah, like you know, so you kind of go, all right, you know, he's not perfect, but he's not supposed to be because he's inside of of a. Computer. Yeah, but even the even the one because they they shoo shoo a younger version of um, uh, Kevin Flynn out in the in the real world. Okay, and that looked I thought looked really well. Like right. I was like, wow, I can't believe they did that. It was a short scene. It wasn't, and it was mostly like. You know, they don't really show his face too right. much because it's like, we don't have that much money. Right. You know, like, Not, we know how well this is going to really work out. Not yet, because we didn't buy that fucking, you know, LucasArts. <laughs> Wait till we get ILM, then we're going to show you what the shit we can do. Yeah. So then, you know, the next progression was Kurt Douglas in Ant-Man. Man, right. Which looked phenomenal. Yes. Because basically everyone knew what Kurt Douglas looked like in the 80s. Yes. There's, uh, not Kurt, yeah, Michael Douglas. There's plenty of shit of him in it. Right. All right. Trick worked real well. Yes. Then they did it again for a Captain America Civil War with a young Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Then they did it again in, um, what was the, they did it one more time. Fuck, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, well, they did it in Guardians of the Galaxy. They did it Star Wars twice. Star Wars twice. Twice, yeah. Young listen. Leia and then bring a person back from the dead. Dead, yes. Okay, which didn't win an Oscar. Fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, so... They did it for Guardians of the Galaxy. They take a, uh, opens up in the 80s mm-hmm. with a very young Kurt Russell. Yes. Looked exactly like Kurt Russell. You all right there, babe? Yeah, it's like... It, <laughs> okay, well... It literally won't stop spinning around. Okay, so then see that white hand, that, that silver handle? Turn it. Okay. You can keep going. Uh, hey. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> down. Anyway, so... What do you call it? They do it with Kurt Russell. uh Here's the thing. You think that it's computer animated again, right? Yeah. It's not. Get out. Okay, I'm kind of hoping for a little bit more interaction between <laughs> like, us I'm while like, she's fiddling no, with a microphone. I'm like, I'm like shocked. <laughs> like, you just, you just dropped the major bomb in, in my lap, and I'm like, fuck! Really? That wasn't... No, you're kidding me. Uh, okay, here you're, it is. You're, here's here's you're, the article. Okay. Um, how Guardians of Galaxy 2 pulled off that Kurt Russell scene Without CGI. Wow. All right. So Guardians of the Galaxy opens with a flashback showing a young 1980 circuit ego out of date with on a, out of date with Star Lord's future mother. Mm-hmm. It's actually Kurt Russell doing the scene. He looks like he walked straight out of the set of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. It's easy to assume that Marvel Studios achieved this using modern technology. But Russell sat down with uh, uh, this guy and explained that most of it was a film was for real. According to Russell, and this is a quote, I have a terrific makeup guy. We've done 28 movies together. He did a lot of work makeup-wise and some of his own tricks, and it's about 90% that. They didn't do much digitally. It's amazing what he could do and what we could do with a wig. And then, you know, lighten your voice and you pick up your physicality and you play it, you play it young. Wow. Right. So Ooh. Kurt Russell's has been working with his own makeup man, Dennis Ledger, since Tango and Cash, <laughs> and 28 movies later together... The two of them are still trying to make Russell look like he did when they first met. 
He admits that some things were digitally touched up, but most of it was just makeup. And it looks good. It looks fucking phenomenal. Well, it does look phenomenal. Marvel is I thought it was CGI. Marvel shows a fan as fakes technology, having used to make Michael Douglas you, you look younger. Hell yeah, well, older in Captain America. No shame in the digital facelift. But Marvel went for a more realistic look when it came to portraying a young man who was, re- who was secretly a planet. Big, big, yeah, everyone needs to know who he really is. Yes. Um, so that right out the gate, I was like, when I walked out, I was like, those motherfuckers did it again. Like, yeah. they made Kurt Russell right out of Big Trouble in Little China. Right. That hair alone. alone. Right. It was like, that is the thing, Kurt Russell, right there out in the winter in, in Missouri. Yes. Like, he looked great. But to find out, it was maybe just maybe just a little digital touch-ups, probably to kind of get rid of some of the wrinkles. Yeah. But most of it being makeup and a wig, it's like, Kurt Russell's a fucking great actor. <laughs> he could pull off young. He pulled it off. I was like, I was shocked, Ed. I was. Yes. After hearing that, I'm like, you're kidding me. I <laughs> I find it hard to believe. I, I'm still, I, I, I saw the article and then went, you know, saw it today. And, and I'm looking, I'm like, I, I, I don't, what? Really? Like, oh, so good. So good. <laughs> there you go. Here's my little news factoid for that's for today. Um, wow. Okay. I don't know how well you had your finger on the pulse of coffee in the past month, Ed. <laughs> but apparently not well enough that you have a news article that I don't know about. Right. Well, <laughs> apparently, um, Starbucks had this huge fucking deal. It was like two weekends ago. The unicorn. The unicorn Frappuccino. Okay. Unicorn Frappuccino. And I always want to bring it up. Okay. Okay. Because normally... Because <laughs> you like, got money in this. No, no. <laughs> normally, yeah, you don't really care because it's coffee. Who the fuck cares? It's Starbucks. It's, uh, turns out they might be getting sued because of it. Really? Yes. Um, they're getting sued over their Unicorn Frappuccino, and here's why. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Um, so they sold the Unicorn Frappuccino a couple weeks ago. They may, may have made a critical legal misstep. And one cafe is vowing to make them pay for it. I can see one little cafe going, I'll get you Starbucks! <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy 80s flick all over again. All right. There's a Brooklyn cafe called The called the End who created the original unicorn latte, latte a few months ago and has, trademarked, and has a trademark pending for the name is suing the mega coffee chain for infringing on its trademark with the unicorn frappuccino. Flag on the fucking play here. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. I actually love Starbucks, right? Their iced coffees and like that come in like a glass jar. Love them. Get them in every time I, every chance I get. Right. Yeah. Not super big on going to actual Starbucks because baristas get on my fucking nerves. They think that they walk on water and it annoys the shit out of me. Right. Sorry for any baristas that might be listening. Um, I'm glad you bring her to the show. She alienates audiences all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, I apologize. Okay. So, anyways, I've seen the unicorn frappuccino. I like unicorns, and I like colorful things, right? It's not a secret. We've talked about it a thousand times. So, I was going to go get one, and then I found out what it tastes like, apparently. And apparently, it's, like, not a good drink. It's supposed to be – it looks like it's sweet. Apparently, it's sour. I don't know. It's not my thing. I never tried it. Sean was going to get one because he's like, well, Stacey, well, you know, we might have to try this thing. Like, what's the all the hullabaloo about, right? I'm kind of like... He's going to name his tar Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> sparkle, whatever the fuck. I'm kind of like, I can live without it, right? But if this little bitty baby... First of all, 
Starbucks is probably like, bitch, come at me, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is Starbucks we're talking. Whether you love them or hate them, or you know who the fuck Starbucks is. Yeah. Period. Right. This little bitty baby coffee house in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, they made a latte. That's what you said, right? Yeah. That it was a unicorn yeah. latte. A unicorn latte and a unicorn frappuccino are not the same thing. A latte is hot. A frappuccino is cold and blended. All they have to do is say, bitch, you don't own the fucking word unicorn. I well, I learned well, so much about coffee in the last 30 seconds. I love well, coffee. Yeah. So. Well, wow. I had no the idea. The continues. Okay. Uh, okay. All okay. right. The end claims their lawsuit, in their lawsuit, that Starbucks never approached them to say if they could use a name deceptively similar to unicorn latte. Neither the unicorn frappuccino or unicorn latte are made with coffee, but the end's unicorn latte is a superfood health drink that only resembles Starbucks sugar-laden crap in terms of color. Apparently, some news articles also ran with the story that Starbucks drink was a unicorn latte, and the hashtag unicorn latte was even associated with the beverage, causing even more confusion. So, as a result, the customers at the end even accused their OG beverage of being a knockoff and asked if they can get a unicorn frappuccino instead, which would definitely be an insult to the coffee shop claiming to have originated the unicorn latte. Um, I mean, I can get that their feelings are hurt, but you can't sue somebody because your fucking feelings are hurt. It's not. It's, it has nothing to do with feelings. This is all purely business. So sure, it's, it's the end going. We need more people because yes. they still sell their unicorn latte. Mm-hmm. Now, since the unicorn frappuccino is gone the way of the unicorn, right? You know, <laughs> the the end is saying, "No, no, we got it here, and we're the OGs." But no one's buying it. You guys, you, know, you guys stole it from Starbucks. So now it's more like a dick measuring contest for them to go. No, we're going to sue those guys, right? Just to say we had it first. The lawsuit's going to go nowhere. It's pretty much what it's going to have because yeah. they're going to have droves and droves of lawyers from Starbucks to come in for the court case, and basically it go probably go like thirty days max, mm-hmm. and then the the judgment will go down. And it goes. It's different property just because they have the unicorn name. Mm-hmm. One's a frappuccino, one's a latte. It doesn't. It doesn't add just because yeah. of the unicorn name doesn't matter, but. The end coffee house just got what they wanted. Right. Adver- free free yeah. advertising. No, I mean, I get it. Too bad for them. If you're not by Brooklyn, it doesn't matter. <laughs> As you're right. Uh, yeah. You're right. It is located. Like, I, right now, we can come up with this great drink and it'd be like, yeah, it's, it's part troll sprinkles and part unicorn farts. And we call it the Geekster's Frap. And then next thing you know, it could be like in our local, what? <laughs> out, of, out of all... All the elements. Why do we have to have troll sprinkles and unicorn? What was the unicorn? Why? It was. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's supposed to be colorful and flavorful and be like. Hey. That's not even close to. <laughs> what the hell? Are we colorful. I mean, the only thing that I could see anybody like. Okay, Starbucks came out with a unicorn frappuccino, right? Yeah. Apparently, there are secret menu items. At Starbucks. Uh-huh. Apparently, you can also get a dragon frappuccino, which I just started Game of Thrones, so I'm not quite sure how it relates to it quite yet. Uh-huh. But apparently, it's supposed to be related on Mother of Dragons in Game of Thrones. Okay. Right? 
And apparently there is a mermaid frappuccino. Now I'm fucking all over that one, right? I'm like, mm, unicorns, mm, dragons, <laughs> Tastes kind of fish. Tastes kind of fishy. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's mermaid, right? <laughs> if there's other coffee houses that have those kind of things and they can like band together to try to get Starbucks. And, I mean, if it's a dick measuring com- contest, it's just fucking Starbucks. I agree. Like their dick drags on the ground when they walk. Their like, dick measures from all the way from Washington, Seattle, Seattle to fucking New York. Yeah, around the world and back again. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, there's there's no denying it. But even Liam Neeson's going. That's a big kick. <laughs> but that that's the whole point, though. Is like a lot of these a lot of these lawsuits. Just it's not really about the whole product idea. It's just the idea of. I want to get my name out there. We're a small corporation. How do we do this? How do we get to a global scale of advertising without paying for it? And this is it. Right. This is purely it. That's all it is. Well, you're okay. welcome, the end. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I fully support your your taking down the man. Even Good though luck. he was going to go buy a unicorn frappuccino from Starbucks. Well, if we lived near Brooklyn, I'd be getting you a, what do you call it, a unicorn I don't fuck latte. with lattes. Hi. Because the only time I ever really like to drink hot coffee is when at game night Jess makes me the fancy coffees that she makes me. Other than that, I'm a cold coffee kind of girl. Okay. I'm from the South, so it's always hot down there. The last thing you want to drink on a hot day is something hot. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Give me an iced coffee. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me ask you a question. Okay. How do you feel about remakes? How do I feel about remakes? (sighs) About 80%. I don't like it. Okay. Well, guess what? What? I have a news article about movie remakes you didn't know were coming. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, first, some you might know. Like, for example, first one I see, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. It's coming out in December. Right. It stars Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Gillan. Fucking in. <laughs> right. Jack Black. I mean, that. Uh, you know, yeah, but you had Robin Williams in the first one. You know, and you go, you got to compete with that. Well, good well, luck. Well, here's the plot. In okay. this new Jumanji adventure, tables are turned as four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji's world and pitted against rhinos, black man, black mambas, and another variety of traps and puzzles. To survive, they'll play as characters from the game. Meek Spencer becomes the brave explorer. That's Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Hokey Jock Fridge becomes a genius, Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> it Girl Bethany becomes the bookworm professor, Jack Black. The unathletic Martha becomes the Amazon warrior, Karen Gillian. She plays, um, what's her face? Uh, Jeez, I can't. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Blue yeah. Girl. Yes. Uh, shit, well, I can't remember her name. Anyway. Anyway. She was also uh, uh, Doctor Who. Yes. Amy Pond for the Doctor Who fans. fans. Yeah, yeah. And she's got the her red locks, and she's looking mighty fine in that one. All right, so... They have to work together in order to survive in the actual jungle. That that look reminds me of Pokemon. The, Pokemon? Yeah, one of the, oh, one okay. of the characters in oh, Pokemon. Oh, Team Rocket. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. But anyway, continue. Anyway, Nasty Women, Ed. Nasty Women. Uh-huh. It's going to start Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Okay. It's a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that hurts. I love that movie. That is probably like one of my favorite, like <laughs> Michael Caine movies. Well, not one of my favorite, but it's up there. But I enjoy that movie so much. Well, right now there's it's, there's no official release date yet. Yeah. So you might get lucky, you might die in developmental health. 
right. I mean, I'd see it. I mean, if if it's based <laughs> off of that, I want to see it because it was. <coughs> but I mean, I don't know. Well, it says Not the beloved it. 1988 comedy starring Steve Martin and Michael Caine as two con men dueling over their affections over Harris is getting gender swapped. The remake, titled Nasty Women, with Star Hathaway in the Kane role and Wilson in the Martin role, presumably. Okay, well, you know what the thing is, is that, like, all right, you know, we, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail, but I don't really care. Uh, you know, of course, we, we, we talked about this in the past, the Ghostbusters doing the wife, the gender swap right. thing, and it was not funny. And I said it had nothing to do with the women that was in the cast. It was just it was a bad script. And I saw the movie, so I, it's not like I'm just guessing off a trailer. I saw the movie. I sat down and watched it and went, Bleh. <laughs> so, so, so in that case, this could work because Rebel Wilson and Hathaway do have some good comedy chops that might work out. In Completely this agree. And, and, the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, I still think, is more of a underground yes. kind of like yes. a cult favorite movie. Yes, I don't think it has like I don't think everybody knows Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. No, so I think it has it's, a it's, way. It's acquired taste that you have to watch, and you, when you watch it, you do. I think people do enjoy it. It's not like oh, let's go watch Dirty Rotten Scoundrels again. But if it's on, right. you kind of go, well, I'm going to watch this. It's it's enjoyable. It's a fun, loving movie. All right. Well, the next movie I know Stacy's going to want to go see. Fuck. All right. It is a. It's called A Star is Born. A Star is Born. Now, everyone knows this. I think it's like a, a second. It's a remake of a remake. Okay. This one's, it's, this one's directed by Bradley Cooper. Oh. Okay. All right. Hope it stars boy. Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. She's still, you look still a little confused. All right. It also stars Sam Elliott, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out in September, September 28th. It's, oh, joy. So it's right before my birthday. Great. Well, okay. Well, this will be the, here's the here's the plot. Ready? It's the second remake of the 1937 classic about two stars, one on the way up and one on the way down. The first remake starred the first remake starred Judy Garland, and this one will spotlight Lady Gaga in her first leading role in a feature. Cooper, who will play the aging musician who quote unquote discovers Gaga and becomes her benefactor while facing unemployment will pull double duty as director, first time in the chair. Now, it's also a remake, too. Um, Barbara Streisand did it mm-hmm. with, I think, Sam Elliott, I think, or Jeff Bridges. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. This is where you're supposed to go to IMDb. Uh, uh, out there, but that's all right. <laughs> I can't believe I got direction. Because <laughs> that's what I would have done for you. <laughs> He was like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, you're going to sink and swim on your own there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill. I want to see Ryan O'Neill. I gonna... think you might have that one, but uh, let's just double check here. All right, so I'm on her page. Why well, she got a lot of crap going on? Uh, it was like, it was like, well, it was a movie poster right up top. Was it? Right there. Is that <laughs> Star is Born? Uh, second poster? Second poster? Yes, it is. Uh, it's Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson, <laughs> not um, even close. Not even close. Could be, could be a, a double for Jeff Bridges. Could in the seventies, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like a, real, a love story. There's going to be singing and dancing in it. Lady Gaga. So, I mean, I want to make you right on this, right? Because <laughs> I love you and you're my boyfriend, and I don't want to see you fail. <laughs> I, no, no, no. This show is a crash and burn show. Oh, yeah. If, you're gonna, if I'm going to go down, I'll go down in flames. Okay. 
I only am like that when I'm competitive, right? Like, if I'm competing against him, off with your fucking head. Okay. You gotta go, right? This isn't a competition right now, so it's hard for me to, like, want him to fail. It's funnier. I like Bradley Cooper, and I think that he's really good to look at, but I'm not, like, you know, Team Bradley. And I love Lady Gaga, but I don't know how I'm gonna like them together. Like, side by side. You know, like... Jesus, he a trailer first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Ed, we were talking about Kurt Russell earlier. Yes, we were. What was the movie I mentioned? Overboard. Guess what's going to remake? Overboard. Yes. <laughs> it's a gender swap to Overboard, so hang on, <clears throat> kids. It's another gender swap remake. A new Overboard will focus on a spooled playboy from one of Mexico's wealthiest families. It's the guy who's the uh, um, had to be a Latin lover. Yeah. That guy's remaking it. And Anna Ferris is going to be the single mom that um, convinces that he's her husband. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I prefer the original. Yeah, it's saying I know this might this might be a tough one to sell. Uh huh. I mean, Anna Ferris is funny, so I mean, she's, they got that go for it. So that's kind of like good, but <laughs> it's kind of the gender swap. Like that's like 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 a single father with kids is more funnier than a single mother with kids. Plus, I also think that there's there's also it is because you know the father really can't like adapt to be like a mother figure. Like, the father's supposed to be a bumbling idiot. Yes. No, I mean I I I've never seen Overboard. Okay, mm. so I'm just gonna talk sort of out of the side of my neck, right? I think that it's easier for a woman to accept a single father than it is for a man to accept a single mother. Like sometimes you should leave the gender the way that it fucking is. Just leave it alone. Uh, okay. Here's another right. problem, though, is is that ultimately Overboard is about a guy, the, the original, who takes advantage of a spoiled brat woman and convinces her that she is his wife. Yeah. Effectively kidnapping her and holding her, quote unquote, hostage. Yeah. By, be, by making her think that she's the mom. Right. I don't know if that kind of, it's not, I wouldn't say PC. Okay. In today's world, like now, it's, it's now it's going to be funny that this woman kind of quote unquote kidnaps a guy and pre- makes believe that you're the husband of my children. Like I don't. Well, here, okay. Here's the thing. There's there's a time and place to do remake movies. Like I saw a movie. I'm, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I'm not proud of this. I'm not going to finally share this because it's really embarrassing for me. I saw a movie it's called The Bachelor with uh, Chris O'Donnell. That, so that one. So you're not alone, buddy. Okay. You're not alone. This movie actually was based off of a silent film. Okay. And basically what the, the premise of it was is that family, like he was going to inherit money, but he had to be married within a certain amount of time. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. And, that, and that's the yes. whole premise yeah, of the movie. Yeah, that was the premise, yeah. The silent movie of it is the second half or the final act of The Bachelor as Chris O'Donnell stars in it's basically all these crazy wild, uh, eligible women trying to marry him, like in wedding dresses, chasing him through this elaborate like warehouse right. type thing and all. And that's what it was in the silent movies because it was – I think it was Buster – I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but Buster at the time because he's probably the only one of the famous stars I could think of because I know it wasn't uh, Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin. Right. It wasn't a Chaplin pick. Uh and and it was it was a hilarity of like him getting through like hiding in all these little nooks and crannies, right. falling off of a, of a building, and you know like kind of thing. And ha 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 ha. Where that was kind of funny and bachelor, but it wasn't done as well as the silent film was. Right. 
So it's like you go, okay, you know what that was that was good. Like they 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 revamped it and they made a a, a talky out of it, if you will. You know, a, a you know it's 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 a spoken word uh, movie instead of a silent film. So you go, you know what? It's time. Like it's it was right. 60, 70, 80 years later, right. it's time you can remake that movie and get away with it. But you go overboard, it's like there's a lot of people still remember that movie fondly, you know, yeah. with Kurt Russell, and you go now, I, this is, I'm going to be honest, this is a long list. So I'm just going to go okay. through, All right. I'm going to go through the ones that I'm just going to say, boom, this is what the place is. Cause like I said, I'm at number five out of 25. Okay. All right. Um, some have dates, some don't like the next one is death wish directed by Eli Roth with starring Bruce Willis, Mike Epps, Vincent D'Onofrio. And those people who uh, don't know it's, it's death wish was a remake of with Willis in the Charles Branson role. He's a regular guy who turns vigilante after his wife and daughter are horribly raped and murdered during a home breaking. A lot of laughs, folks. A lot of laughs. Move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a movie. It's like it was done. Char- great Charles Bronson did it. You know, it was great to get him back into doing acting. You know, into into roles because he hasn't wasn't acting for a while or something like that. And I find the next one. I already see it, but let me, get, let me finish, let me finish this first, and then you can move on. But like Charles, that that movie was like, no, it doesn't have to be remade. Not because it was that good; it wasn't that good to be remade. Right. So, God, this one hurts me on multiple levels. <laughs> the Crow. <laughs> We've talked about this several times. Several. Sorry, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I am so into this movie. Sold. It's not even funny. Do you know why I'm so into this movie? Because of the cringy word. I want to see this with you. Like, like I just want to see the look on your face as you're watching. I don't care what the screen has on it. It could be a, it could be a, a blockbuster film for Jason Momoa. The look on your face. Oh, I can make it hurt worse. How's that? I've never seen The Crow, right? Never watched it, right? That's one of his favorite movies, like, ever of all favorite movies, okay? Never watched it. I'm sure it's great. Everyone loves it, right? I want to see this because Jason Momoa. (laughs) Told you I could make it for worse. (laughs) I I can't fault her for not seeing the original. Yes. The original holds holds a deep spot in my heart because, number one, it was Brandon Lee's final final film. film. Yes. It's based off a comic book. It's romantic, gothic, all in tied up this, in one. This is, Wait, let me put it this way. The tagline was The Crow, darker than the bat, because it was a darker movie than Batman was. This this was what the what Crow was in the 90s is what uh, The Dark Knight was in the 2000s. The fact is, is that when the actor dies, of course, now, of course, Heath Ledger died of different reasons than, than uh, Brandon Lee, but you you have more of a fondness to see this movie that the actor is no longer with us. And it's right. a final film and it's, it's a great film and they're both great films. Like the yeah. dark Knight's a great film and the crow's a great film. So to see them in their final roles and giving you performance breaks my heart. Breaks, every time. Yes. And you, 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 you feel so much joy and you go, I want to see more, but you can't there's in the, in the original crow, there's um, like the little behind the scenes stuff. Brandon Lee's sitting there talking and he talks about how much he loves his character and how he can't wait to make that this is his is this is his film franchise. Mm-hmm. That is how much he loved this role. And to have that one moment and have it ripped away of what could have been a gorgeous series of movies. Yes. It kills me. Yes. And the CB remade I mean, they made sequels. Yes. 
You know what? Sequelize it. Don't remake it. Yes. Like, uh, Make another sequel. Yeah. Right now, there's no, there's no original. There's no. Well, we, it's been back and forth. And right. It's like I don't know if it's ever going to see light of day. All right. Here's another. Here's an odd one. Alienation. Alienation. <laughs> For those who don't know, um, it's a sci-fi race-related, uh, respectively. It makes sense. The next movie would be combined with two, two ideas. Um, alienation is basically. Aliens crash land on the earth. They, they were slaves. They were and slaves. We, they, they incorporated themselves into our society. And it, it, it's a good movie. James Conn. Yeah. It, it was a really great movie. I like the series. There was a, there was an alienation yes. series in the, in the early 90s, I think it was, or late 80s. And I enjoyed the series. I don't think it lasted that long. But uh, it was it was a real good type of movie that kind of dealt with race without actually bringing the actual race issue right. to the forefront. All right. So then we got Scarface. <gasps> You're kidding. What? Uh-huh. How, how can you ever make that? Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, oh, ho-ho! Nah, how quickly it's in two clicks. I really don't care, to be honest with you, but I, you know, I'm just shocked that they're going to do this one. But go All ahead. right, so right now they have two people on their question marks because they're not really sure. Release date, though, is August 10th next year. Universal Studios, that's starring Diego Luna, is the guy who played in um, Rogue One. Yes. Um it's Universal's resurrecting Tony Montana for a new generation, and Diego Luna will be in the film. The man filling the loafers of the legend Al Pacino. Good luck. You know what? You know what? I I actually would look forward to this because it's it's not going to be a, like a whitewash. That's a whitewash film. You see, you see, you see. Scars, come on, cover that. Come on, I mean, come on, go back, go back. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, because you're distracting me. <laughs> I'm trying to make I'm trying to make a point point here, and I see the next thing. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> motherfuckers! Son of a bitch! You can't do that. Anyway, let me get back I'll to wait it. Till you're done. Scarface was like now everybody's talking whitewashing. That was to me the most whitewashed movie. Oh, that had- cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they had all these white people playing Mexicans, and uh-huh. they had Italian play a Mexican. Like to me, that was the like you go you whitewashing. Fuck, go see Scarface. Go see this movie. These were the biggest whitewashing movies. I always like the point where you when you bring up the John Wayne being the Romans. Con, yes. yes. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's like type of thing, but I mean, like, like okay, if they're actually going to authenticate with actual Mexicans or yeah. whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 Spanish yeah. people, that's great. Like, I'm like, what, what's their take on it? Of course, I don't like after you see Scarface the first time and you go, you re, you watch the remake and you go, I still I, like the the re- original better. I look at it this way though, rappers around the world got to be pissed off because they played their Scarface is like the Bible to them, yeah, you know. So to have that movie remade. I'm surprised there's not a whole bunch of people getting death threats. Like, don't you fuck up Scarface. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, this one, I want you to go, good look at her face. Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. It's going to star Benedict Cumberbatch. It is going to be animated, it looks like, though. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, wait, hold on, stop. Yeah. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Would you like me to give you the description first before you maybe it'll clear up some questions? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's another version of The Grinch Stole Christmas coming, whether we need it or not. 
The good news is everyone's favorite uh, baritone, Benedict Cumberbatch, is on board to start as the title villain. Villain. The animated version is a family classic, and the live-action 2000 version starring Jim Carrey made $345 million, so the potential is certainly there. Bad news is the project has already been delayed and pushed to 2018. Who do I need to email? <laughs> because The Grinch is like my all-time... I could go home and watch The Grinch right now, right? Like, yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Both the animated like 27 minute long movie or however long it is <laughs> and jim carrey's i think he did amazing as the like flawless as the grinch so right? ron howard really knocked the the live action out of the park directing that film jim carrey was the perfect choice i think I, like i was like I'm like jim carrey playing the grinch I'm like i don't see it but oh, then you then see you it, it. And, and you go that was a great great choice like <laughs> you, i don't think anybody could have done it better it's uh, my favorite dr seuss book <laughs> like <laughs> I have a really special place for the Grinch. I don't want Benedict. Hashtag not my Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one's a little confusing. Um, It's going to come out in April, apparently. But there's no director. (laughs) Starring Johnny Depp. Okay. The Invisible Man. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I get to wear no prosthetics? (laughs) I I don't know how I can do this. I'm Johnny Depp. I'm going to star a movie where I'm not really there. <laughs> Can I phone it in? But, but just so you know, it's going to be part of the Universal's effort to reinvigorate, no, reinvigorate, whatever. Uh, it's to relaunch their old monster <laughs> classics from the thirties. <laughs> King Kong and the Money, the Mummy arrive in twenty seventeen, and the Invisible Man is next. Jet, Depp is attached to star, but this movie still needs a director. Okay, all right. Next up, Suspiria. Okay, now, this is a remake of a 1977 film, which starred... Now, the new one's going to star... It's got no release date. Chloe Grace Morantz, Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Mia Goth, Jessica Harper. Um, Dario Artigo's horror classic will get the remake, treatment soon. For those of you who haven't seen the original, the plot revolves around a young girl, played by uh, Chloe, who attends a prestigious dance academy in Germany. She discovers sinister, a sinister and supernatural happenings at the school, which is a front. Okay. Ah, whatever. Who cares? Right. That's not, what, really? Oh, really? They're going to remake that one? I'm surprised. Like, okay, go ahead. It's great. <clears throat> this, this one kind of hurts me a little bit because it is another one of my all-time favorite movies. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, I mean, but that that we knew was coming out. Right. right? This is actually coming out this year, November 22nd. Yeah. Um, it's going to star Kenneth Branagh, Tom Bra- uh, Bateman. It's an all-star cast. It's an Agatha Christie book turned into a movie where a guy gets murdered on a train, mm-hmm. Orient Express, and it's, you know, um, Huclo Perot, I think it is. Yeah, Huclo Perot is the, the detective. Right, French detective. He's right. Popular in a lot of books. Yeah. Right. Next to, um, what was her female? Um, uh, Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's coming out this year. Yeah. I happen to love the original. Okay. It's a great movie. It sucks that I know how it's going to end, but I do want to see it because I do think Kenneth Branagh is is a pretty decent... Is he directing it? I guess he's directing it. He's directing it. I love the shit that he directs. Yeah. So I'm in. All right, ready? Next up? Next up, The Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, again? (laughs) This is the third time. But this time, Ed... 
they're putting a little soul in it because Michael B. Jordan's going to be in it. Yeah. That's who's attached to it. No far, right. no director, <laughs> no release date. It's basically a, a heist thriller to get remade again. All right. Oh, okay. All right. I, I just, you know, the, I mean, I, the original, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care for the original because I didn't see it until I realized it was a remake and I saw it and I'm like, all right, you know what? The remake was kind of good because well, I'm, I, I like Brian, uh, Chris Brown, right? You know, and uh, it, it was okay. And they also had uh, Dennis Leary, which I liked him right. in that role. He was, he was good, but it was just kind of like that. Eh, all right, you know, it was it's a, the smart man's heist, right? And it's like it was like it was fun. It was like a fun adventure. But it was like all right, one and done. I'm, I'm I saw it. Right. I moved on. And I don't care. So to see, see it come up again, you're like, all right, yeah, yeah okay, Michael be all right. Give it a shot, kid. See what you can do with it. I don't think it's that great of a movie to me, me remade, but whatever. Next up, Flatliners. You're kidding! <laughs> Holy smokes, Kevin Bacon's still alive. Let him. <laughs> Everybody in that movie is still alive. Yes. Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland. That's right. Good <laughs> um, this was supposed to come out September 29th, 2017. Fuck. <laughs> the plot details are unknown, but Sutherland has said he'll be returning as the same character from the first. Now a professor with a new gang of students looking to kill themselves to discover what happens after death. It seems to spell. It's a, a it's you 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 roll it you you go what? It's a great movie. You have to see it. The first one's great. The first one's great. Kevin Bacon in this movie is great. It's a great movie. Yeah, this one's got Ellen Page, Diego Luna, Nina Dobrev, James Norton, Kirstie Clemens, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, all right, uh, all right, all right. Next up, Maniac Cop. Like that one needs to be remade. Uh, it's original B more. It's it's directed by Nicholas Winding Rife, starring nobody. Not no no one's no one's attached to it. No release date. No one cares. No one cares. It's a murderous cop. Uh, next one up, Firestarter. <laughs> that was a uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, one of her. You know, a Stephen King novel. Yeah, I mean, but Stephen King novels being remade or a thing now. Look at it. Yeah. So it's they got a director, but they don't have a star or a release date. Uh, All right, it's gonna be an unknown, probably star in that role. Oh, this one hurts. This one hurts a little bit, but not that much. An American Werewolf in London. Ooh. However, it's gonna be directed by Landis's kid, Max Landis. Yeah, that makes it better. <laughs> Um, How does that make it better? Okay, well, you figure... How does that make it okay? Okay, well, let's go... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, um, American Werewolf in London is a classic horror movie. Right. It won Oscars. It it put people on the map. The the makeup artist was a a young unknown, and he got an Oscar first shot. Right. First shot in there, wins an Oscar. Fucking propelled his career career from now until he's passed. Stan Winston. That was Baker. Wait, that tra- uh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I He's still alive. He's still alive. I'm sorry. Um, Don't kill him yet. Well, John Landis, retired, was, so John Landis directed it. It's a yeah. great mixture of horror and comedy. I would say it's probably the first one of the, I, I would say Adam Costello meets Frankenstein is probably the original comedy yeah. horror movie, but this one kind of perfected it in yes. a way. So having his son want to remake it, update it, eh, I'm, I'm kind of in. It won't be this. I, don't, I think it'll be too computer animated, the transformation part. But I'm, I'm willing to give the kid a shot. All right. All right. 
All right, I'm 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 not okay <laughs> um, with it. All right, this was going to be it's supposed to get a release date of this year, Friday the thirteenth. Again. Again. All right, move on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jacob's Ladder's getting a remake. Says <laughs> <laughs> like I never saw it. It's it's this trippy fucking movie. Yeah, where it's you watch it once, you go, I have no idea what I watched. I didn't yeah. know that was a movie. I just know that it's a piercing. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, it's a horror movie. It's, okay, it's supposed to come out. Piercing sounds like a horror movie. So. It's supposed to come out sometime this year. It stars Michael Ellery. It's the, it's got a director. It's got actors. So, all right. Ready? Little Shop of Horrors. Starring nobody yet. Please date no one knows yet. There you go. Uh, it, obviously, we it know, is coming yeah. out this year. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, all right. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. That's from 1930. So, yeah, all right. so you're like, uh, is it a remake? Yeah. Oh. All right. Brand new movie to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this would hurt. The Fly. Directed by J.D. Dillard. He's in negotiations. Starring who knows. Release date, who knows. It's a remake of the 1986 Fly? They couldn't even go back to the Vincent Price one? <laughs> the, the, the remake that they're talking about starred Jeff Goldblum. Oh, okay. You know, which is a really good, really good movie. That was a good movie. It's really good, really creepy. I didn't like that movie, but it was a good movie. Like, I, it creeped me the fuck out. It creeps you the fuck out. But it's a good movie. It's about a man who... I'm getting better. He, he tries to create a uh, teleporter, and with his, his initial try, a fly gets stuck into the transporter, and the transporter works, but he gets part of the fly's DNA, and he slowly changes into an actual f- human-sized fly. Loses his teeth. Oh, it's oh, yeah. oh, it's great. Oh, so great. I'm getting better. There's all this gooey shit on him, and he's just yeah. wiping it, and he's just like being so serious, and you're like. <laughs> yeah, it is great, but it's oh, it's horrifying at the same time. All right, the raids get remade, which I think is kind of unnecessary. Um, it's a remake of a movie that was made in 2012. Uh, <laughs> I saw the first one; it's a really good yeah. movie. A lot of hand hand fighting. Yeah, not need for a remake. Ready? Last one: Train to Busan. Really? This movie just came out last fucking year. Is that the one with the futuristic train and their... their... No, it's Snowpiercer. Oh. This one is a zombie movie set on a train. It's basically in 2016, Korean thriller is already on the remake books in the States. French studio Gaumont purchased the rights, but there's been no other word on the thriller, which is set on a train while a zombie apocalypse breaks out. I, now, I heard that the, the, the Korean version is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But I guess... Typical Americans, we gotta let's let's Americanize it. Let's Americanize, make American. We'll put American train, we'll American. American train, American actors, American bullets, America, America. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Ed. There's my little. I, I do have like a another one that we can do for bonus material when yes. we get home because it's a really good one. It's apparently um, I'll tease it here. Stephen Hawkins says we got a hundred years to get, the, get our shit and get off the planet. All right. All right. <laughs> What's wrong, babe? <laughs> oh, it has to go with something that happened at game night with Stephen Hawking's The Musical. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. You can listen to Geeksters live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes, 
Radio. Radio and tune in. Just search Rockmentary and there's apps. All right. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed or anything, you Well, before you do that, yeah. before, you go, before we get to the contact part, we you can also, you want to hear the show again. You of can. course you do. You can go to our Words with Geeks website. Wordswithgeek.com is our website. You can go there. Or you can go to iTunes. Or you can go to Google Play and the music section. Search for us over there as well. But you could also go to the About section of Facebook or our website and find all the other places. But the coolest thing about this site is the fact is, is that you can do it on your phone. You can look up wordswithgeeks.com and download right off of your phone or stream it right on your phone. Wow. That's true. I've done it. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, in that case, if you do want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, contact him at edit. Wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at Wordswithgeeks.com. And that's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week. Bye. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Well, Ed, it's time to have... Okay, let me, let me before I start this article. If you knew we had like 50 years uh-huh. or 100 years, okay, first of all, let's face it, you and I, not going to be here. <laughs> unless by some sort of miracle happens and we you know, can live longer than our expected Life right? Or someone says we found this way to rejuvenate the you know, fresh like you have to drink the blood of humans to retain your uh, sign me up for vampirism. Right? <laughs> really? You want to live faster? I mean, as long as like if I don't age, <laughs> like okay, if if there was a way to freeze me in this body at this age, I take it. Okay. You know, but if I'm like okay, if I'm talking like this, I'm like hey. Welcome to Geeksters. We're in episode 672. And I'm your host, Sean, with Ed. And today we celebrate my 700th birthday. I, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stay around because Star Wars episode 30 is coming out. I know one day soon I'll do the original trilogy uncut. I'm just waiting for the holographic images to appear. <laughs> While I yell at kids to get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm going to go play my PlayStation 7. <laughs> it just said you think you could be that old <laughs> so <don't> do that. <laughs> for, for some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. says he believes humans will need to find a new home within a hundred years. Okay, within a hundred years. All right. So it's not actually like okay, it's ninety nine. Oh shit, let's pack. Like it's <laughs> somewhere between now and a hundred years from now. So he's long held the, the, that humans only have 100 years to find a new planet. This summer, he'll present that theory in a new BBC documentary. Okay. According to the documentary called Stephen Hawking's Expedition New Earth, where air is part of its Tomorrow World season, and we'll explore Hawking's theory that, that isn't as fantastical as it sounds. For years... He's warned that threats including climate change, destruction from nuclear war, and genetically engineered viruses put humankind in grave danger. What kind of danger? Grave. Is there any other kind, Ed? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Professor Stephen Hawking thinks the human species will have to populate a new planet within 100 years if it's to survive. With climate change, overdue asteroids, ast- with overdue asteroid strikes, like there's some guy going, <laughs> God damn, this fucker's late. <laughs> Epidemics and population growth, our own planet is increasingly pe- precarious. Uh-huh. In this landmark series, Expedition New Earth. He enlists engineering expert Danielle George and his f- and his own former student, Christopher Galford. I know mm. I screwed up that name, so I apologize, as if you listen, <laughs> to find out if and how humans can reach for the stars and move to different planets. While Hawking holds fast to his theories, he says there's still hope if humans can find a way to colonize another planet. We might... See, I almost want to do his voice. <laughs> we almost... We must also continue to go into space for the future of humanity, Hawking said during his 2016 speech at Britain's Oxford University Union. Although the chance of disaster on planet Earth is given in any given year may be quite low, it adds up over time, becoming a near certainty in the next thousand or ten thousand years. By that time, we should have spread out into space and to other stars, so it would not mean the end of the human race. So he's saying that in about a thousand. We're 10,000 years, Earth might no longer cease to exist, but just per preventive maintenance, let's go off the planet within the first 100 years. Because <laughs> you never know. Right. <laughs> Hawking's predicted, um, although the chance for disaster on planet... Okay, I said that. Hawking's prediction has drastically changed since November when he predicted that we had at least 1,000 years before we need to get pack off and get off the planet we've always gone home. <laughs> so... I'm probably saying it since Trump became president, he changed his mind. <laughs> He's like, oh, we got a thousand years. Humanity is, you know, we're doing fine right now, but wait, they elected who? <laughs> Shit, let's get the fuck off. <laughs> like, let's, let's get out of here. Let's divide that by 10. Yeah. I'm going to take my factor and divide it by 10 because I got to get out of here. I had to go back to my home planet anytime soon. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do, do th- I think? Yeah, like, do you think, like, in 100 years, do you think we'll be able to colonize other planets? Or, I mean, not too long ago, they did discover Earth 2, you might say. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's never an impossibility. But the reality of it is, is that the fact that the whole world has to become one. Uh, you know, like, type of thing. Because until we be able to create a peaceful cohesive way of being together on a planet with all our different cultures and all our different uh, right. uh, methods of being and religion and stuff like that we will never move forward into space because that will always keep us down on this ground on this I, planet I, I, oh, it's very profound Ed Thank you. you're saying that the in order for us to leave the planet we have to learn how to work together as a planet yes Oh, <laughs> see how simple I put it? Yeah. That, that flowery language, and I put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, we, we can sell now. Coming to the Geekster store in order to, to leave the planet, we must work, learn to work together as a planet. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's because it, I mean, the, there was always talk about going to Mars, colonizing Mars, and sending a ship of like thousands of people, and I'm like. I'm, I'm all like, I'm forward. Pl- I'm playing Mass Effect and drama. I get where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am looking forward to it because there's a lot of people <clears throat> that need to leave now. 
well, hold on for a minute. <laughs> it's not like it's going to be like, hey, let's pack up the idiots and ship them out. <laughs> I'm it, not saying idiots. It doesn't have to be idiots. You just assume because I don't like the idiot race that you think it's idiots. I, I think it's going to be more of the uh, the opposite. It's going to be all the smart people going, fuck, we need to get off the planet like now. I, I, I feel that it has to be a mix kind of uh, um, – people i mean you're gonna you need you're going to need like the cream of the crop kind of scientists and uh, engineers and those kind of people to do it but you're gonna need laborers as well you know you're not gonna have a guy who's like right like i've got three master's degree in sociology or in in uh, aerophysicist hand me that hammer i need yeah. to put up i need to put up some drywall yeah like, exactly I, I look i understand that but i don't think you're gonna i mean I don't think you're going to send the cream of the crop out on the first run. You got to you got to throw some people to the wolves. Yeah. You go look. You graduated bottom of your class. You got your degree. So how would you like to go in this base? Because yes. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I mean, because you figure if he doesn't make it, you go all right. You know he was the bottom of the. Bar. You don't want to send the top guy. You're right. Because something goes wrong. You're like fuck. Right? You got to. You don't want to work down the ladder. You want to work up the ladder. Right. right. You know. You send like the. The, the mid-range physicists. We're looking and, at the CB students. Kind yeah, of yeah. Like, okay, you know, you're not deemed list material, but at least you're graduated. Yes. You know, so we're going to put you on a, on a spaceship with some subpar con- contractors, yeah. you know, no union labor work whatsoever. <laughs> we just throw you in this tin can, fire you out in the space. We know where you're going to land approximately. Right. And you're going to build the shit for the good people because <laughs> once you make it we know it's possible and then therefore we can send the cream of the crop because you're getting everything ready for us right <laughs> i don't think it, like i think that's how it would work first i think people like you and i would probably be like the passengers <laughs> like because i mean what 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 skill do you bring to the table Ed? what, what skill do i bring yeah. to the table like let's face it if if, if someone came to us and said, look we're looking for volunteers to help populate Earth 2. Uh-huh. Let's call it Earth 2. Right. Would you like to go? No. Okay. Why not? Um, Just because of, like, like if, if if I was a person that was more of an explorer, like, like I'm not the kind of guy who could leave an area and go, see you later, you know, like, I'm right. out of here. Because it's a, that biggest fear of, like, not knowing where I'm going or not knowing having anybody <laughs> Being there. eaten by something. Right. <laughs> you know, because it's like, you've got to think of it. Think of it like, like the first... <clears throat> people that land here in this country you know back in the you know 1800s or right you know, or almost, 1600s almost all of them didn't make it right and i mean there was plagues and there was all these like diseases and stuff like that then they had the, the hardships of the of the winter because they didn't properly you know uh build huts in time or houses and sure that kind okay. of thing, that kind of thing and they didn't have the uh you know the infrastructures of the european europe had there i mean they had to start everything from scratch basically to build and survive okay you know kind of thing so a lot of that had to you know hand be handed off to like younger people like kids and stuff like that because they had to grow up and become adults almost just because the adults were dying off for disease and we're trying to you know stop things or trying to keep you know things going and then all of a sudden they're gone and all their knowledge is not like you can transfer to you and go all right now you now how to know how to build like you know a sewage system you know, go to it. Yeah. Good luck there, Sean. <laughs> Here's a screwdriver and a map. Good luck. What's the screwdriver for? <laughs> but I think okay, we've advanced so far in that where we do have a, 
with computer technology. You know, I mean, you're on three D printers. You get on a nice big scale. I mean, I've seen people do houses using a three D printer with concrete yeah. and all. Right. I mean, I think that if you can mass produce housing and plumbing and things like that, I think that it'd be easier. It wouldn't be like the cavemen of. I mean, it wouldn't be like the pilgrims of of yesteryear. I mean, in a way, it would be because you're landing in an unknown environment. But I think it's not like we're just going to be like, "Hey, look, we came across this planet, sustains life. Let's go, let's go live on it." I think there'd be probes, and there'd be like, "How's the vegetation? Is it is the soil like there'd be people landing, taking the soil?" Yeah, but that's stuff. That's the stuff we need to do like now. Like this is this is the kind of thing that like we had two Mars Land Rovers or two things that go to Mars just right. to see how Mars was and that was like the, the big thing and it took years and you know type of thing sure. they had a satellite that they literally had to wait for it to hit the sun so it could send data back <laughs> because it ran out of out of power because they missed the mark on where they were trajectory of that satellite was supposed to happen so stuff like that you go yeah you really need to be like you didn't get the A student apparently to do the math on that one you know like Somebody, somebody's finished. Somebody fucked up. Oh, I forgot to carry the one. Shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fuck. Damn it. They're going to wait for it to sling, sling a shot around the earth to get, look, good thing we put solar panels on it. Smart move, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when it's a land on an asteroid, like, you know, it's like basically landing uh, a, a washing machine on a stamp. It was like basically what it was. Yeah, but we did it. We did it. I mean, you know. It, but... Of course, then the guy got shit for wearing the wrong shirt. <laughs> Way to go, humanity. Like... <laughs> <laughs> The guy who actually did the landing showed up in a shirt with like some women on it, and people went, lost their shit. Right? I was like, really? That that's what you put. That's what you're gonna. That's what our society has come down to. This guy landed, basically threaded a needle, uh, th- threaded a needle through the eye of a storm, one in a million shot. He lands it perfectly, and it's like, yeah, look what we just did, dude. What's with your shirt? It's like, fuck. And that's the point. That's the like, way. Oh my god, I'm in high school all over again. Like exactly, and that's the, that's the kind of thing that you have to overcome, remove, right? Overcome, and it's like I don't see us ever doing that. Like I, I think we're doomed. I really do. I mean, I hate to say this to you, you know, kind of thing. Cause, you know, they all go, "What about our grandkids?" Or what about you know our grandkids? Nah, they're fucked. You're fucked. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, unless unless they they come away with with peace and and or not really peace, but just a resolve to go all right let's stop fucking each other over and let's get this together and let's like okay look you may not like my religion i may not like your religion but let's see if we can work together we won't talk religion we right. won't talk politics let's talk science and engineering and astrophysics and 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 the math and get off the planet not to not to bring stars back into this <laughs> but <laughs> they there was a video that shows the all the ships and how much it would make to make each ship. You know, uh-huh. of course, the bigger ones you got like you know ridiculous amount of money. Of course, when you got to the Death Star, Star it was, it was billions and billions and billions, trillions of dollars. Right. Yeah, but the thing is, we have to build like a star destroyer, like one of those like Darth Vader ship, basically to travel through the stars to actually must land on a planet or orbit a planet and have equipment that could come down basically to build houses to build other stuff because that's the thing you gotta think of how is all this shit gonna be moved like UPS <laughs> <laughs> what can Brown do for you yeah they're pretty good shit themselves because they don't have a starship <laughs> have a big spaceship with painted brown with a UPS symbol on it as it takes off <laughs> we met global <laughs> <coughs> Not, we didn't just mean this planet we met any planet 
I, I honestly, I think, I think unfortunately, I think it's going to have to be a Independence Day type situation. I think the only way we're going to work together as a team is if somebody from outside attack us. Yeah. Because I, I see the Earth as a dysfunctional family. Yeah. We bicker and we 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 don't like each other and we'll bicker, we'll we'll bitch, we'll fight, we'll beat each other up. But the moment someone says something about your family, right away they all turn and go, "What the fuck did you say?" Yeah. That's my that's my cousin. Don't you fuck with me? you know? And I think that that's what's going to have to happen. I think somebody from another planet, a creature, a person, entity, whatever is going to have to land on here and go you know, you guys are fucking idiots. And then go, what you call me, you fuck? Let's hey. get them. Hey. You know, and then that'll kind of be the, you know, <laughs> like the, 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 catalyst, the, the, the catalyst to go, those, did you see what that, that, you know what those guys called England? Let's fucking get them. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> next thing you know, there's spaceships flying around the sea, you know, people driving by, whacking, but big giant galactic, Baseball bats and knocking mailboxes off planets. Come out. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, I mean, I think I would have to sign up for it, though. I would want to go visit another planet. I mean, you know, I mean, (coughs) it it, it does intrigue me, but the thing is, is that I've, I've seen so many horrors of space. Like in that, I'm not in the movies, but like, like I've been to Smithsonian and I've seen, like you, you always hear about these great stories about space travel. Right, you always yeah. hear the success stories. You very rarely hear about the failures. Right, and you go to Smithsonian in Washington D.C. Right, and walk through the Air and Space Museum. The tragedies of some of these, some people dying in space and what happened to them and why they died and that kind of thing, is really like the, the struggle. I'm like, we're not even, we're not even beating that yet. Like we haven't. We haven't fully figured that part out. You know, when you talk about like our space shuttle program in the 80s, late 70s, early right. 80s, and how we were launching space shuttles over and over again, that it was the biggest moment of thing to have a plane to be launched into space, do whatever, and then land, right. and then be reused again to fly out again and do that thing. And then it blows up twice. Yeah. You know, and you go, it's a horrible tragedy that they were. And then they go, yeah, these planes weren't really safe. Like, we just kind of right. bullshitted our way through to for NASA to get these planes to, to go off the ground. And we've been lucky all the times we've flown these things. But these things are just bombs. And it's yeah, but see, I'm hoping for the luck of the, uh, the luck of, like, all of a sudden you fall through a wormhole and you... You get frozen into space, and like five hundred years later, you get the. Were you Buck Rogers? <laughs> exactly. I would be Buck Rogers. I would be. Buck you would be Gil Gerard. Yes, I do. <laughs> you just want to. You just want to. You just want to fuck an alien in the future. I. Well, I mean, no, because wasn't well, wasn't Wilma Daring a human? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a couple times he got a little randy with some uh, aliens. I mean, if anybody, I mean, I'll never, I'll never attain Captain Kirk status because I'll never be captain of the ship. Maybe first officer Riker type moves. You know? I got the chair thing down, Pat. Yeah. I do the Riker maneuver when I get to sit in small chairs, <laughs> throw my leg over, sit down, put my legs back, go come get some. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just don't see. Hmm. Like, I mean, plus, you know. I almost love Stacy, so we'd be like a space fearing couple. <laughs> <laughs> she just give me a look. She's like, "I ain't going to fucking space. You don't go into space." Uh, oh, uh, she, uh, she uh, sighed. I mean, I like it 
Okay. Right away, right away, she just threw out the. She's like, <laughs> for those people who didn't hear, she's like, you know, I like adventures, but I had questions. Like, what are we going to eat? <laughs> I'm like, that's her first question. It's food, which, understandably, it's a good question. Survival. Yes. You have to learn how to eat. What's ever on that planet? Huh? She needs Coca Cola. Like, is it, if there's a planet that has like s- glitter and unicorns and we, you know, uh, Coke fountains, I'm in. <laughs> Her hot Cheetos. <laughs> like, You're screwed, on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, it's about survival and seeing the world, seeing the galaxy. Music? Well, we bring our Walkmans or, or we get Walkmans. like Chris Pratt. We bring our Zunes. <laughs> <laughs> we bring our iPods and, you know, like, can you imagine just being, just being in a spaceship jamming Magic Buzz? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if, if it was like Guardians of the Galaxy where you got in a ship and didn't think twice about it because you knew it wasn't going to blow up on you. Sure. You know, if there was an alternative power source besides rocket fuel, that you're just strapping yourself onto a, a rocket that could explode at any moment. Yeah. You know what? Space travel was that kind of safe? Sure. I'd do it. I mean, wouldn't even think twice about it. Well, okay. Let's say. If I could, if I could joint, jump from one point to another, like through a galaxy, like they do. Sure. I'm in. <laughs> See, I'm looking at it from where, like, okay, you you you're being very practical. Yes. Well, I, I admire that, but I'm also like, gotta let go, and let go of your strengths. I'm not talking like, like, like you know, like rocket ship, rocket ship. I'm talking like, like enterprise type rocket ship. She's the most unadventurous person that I know. You're gonna tell Ed to let go. I can't get you to <laughs> Please explain what you just said. <laughs> she just said, she, when I said, and after I said, Ed had to let go and be adventurous, she rolled her eyes. You probably could have heard that. <laughs> She's like, You're not even adventurous. You don't even want to go to a park. Because it's, 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 it's an earth park. If you say there's a park, you know, like three galaxies over, I'd be like, Okay, let's go. <laughs> I, you know, because you 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 underestimate me my love for tech stuff. Like, if we got if we stepped on board a spaceship that had like a hologram, you know, like a, a holograph room, like they did a hollow suite, hollow like, suite, ah, deck, or, or like food replicators where you can have hot Cheetos up to your head, you know, fill the room. I just don't want that dust. <laughs> okay. The idea, though, is is that if you had all the accoutrements, those people who didn't hear, she's like, I don't want any of that Cheeto dust up in my hoo ha. That sounds like a yeast infection just waiting to have it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you had that whole range of of. Of like, if you said if it was, if I got on the Enterprise or, or a ship like that, yeah, yeah, sure. Sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. I don't want to be the kind that's strapped down and someone going, "Good luck, buddy." Yeah, right. you know, like, <laughs> it's an eighty percent chance that you're going to make it out off out of the atmosphere 
good luck. It's the, the odds in your favor. I'd be like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, 80%? Is there you can crank that up a little bit to like 100%? Well, in theory, nothing's ever really 100%. Ah, then I'm staying. I mean, I, there is that. I don't want the... And then the fact that you, you go, okay, Mars is the next inhabitable planet. Just saying. I'm not, I don't right, know. Right, you know okay, but pro- okay. pretty, as of right now, that's to us. Like, that's in our minds. That's right. what it is. It's still like months and months, a year away to get there. I get antsy after five hours in the car, <laughs> and I'm driving. <laughs> it gets a little bit like, can we take a break? <laughs> uh, can we just pull over? I got to pee. Like, oh, please. Look, I see a Taco Bell. Can we just pull over? <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of like, that, that, that's that's where I go. You get the, the, the CD grade people out there they do all that work and then by the time we get on board it's already polished okay well then, you know then all right I'm you know there. and then it's like it's 100 years we got nine. we got 99.9 days left let's get going like you know <laughs> and just we pack up our shit and then just go we're off yeah to just Stacy just shaking her head she's like uh, we are chubby we are smokers chubby smokers and have bad health issues. But no, we don't get to join the club. But I'm saying that in a hundred years, if we work together, we can cure all that stuff. I've never seen a pudgy person in space. <laughs> There's a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be the first. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> because it's it, it's a zero percent chance that they're going to send a pudgy person to space. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's going to be the smokers, the alcoholics, the smokers, the the, the drunkards, the guys going, like, dude, we're going, let's go. We're gonna we're gonna build bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, and you got the cigarette hanging out of your mouth, or you're you're driving along, you know, <laughs> just cruising around the galaxy, you know, flicking your ash out the window. <laughs> because the shields around it will keep the you know. <laughs> you live in you're too much sci-fi, man. You got too much sci-fi in your diet. <laughs> I just want to believe in a world where we can travel from planet to planet in the lap of luxury. You can. At home. On your PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. Pick up a controller and play Mass Effect, you dumb son of a bitch. (laughs) You can explore the galaxy that way. I mean, there's a guy who's working on a spaceship that actually has an alternative to the rocket field that we're using now. Okay. So, so, it's, 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 so it's a possibility. Right. It's all in theory, though, and they're, you know, it's like they're designing all this kind of stuff and they're working on it. And they're going to have to probably build it in space, so they're going to probably have to rocket all that shit up there anyway and explode. But anyway, that's another story. But the the, the idea is is that they, this also, they're also working on actually warp drive technology. They actually say where you can bend the universe and, and actually jump from oh, one point to another. cool. And it does. And it's like, it's great, but it's like, I need a I need a working concept like <laughs> now. I, uh, well, okay, here's my idea. I'm going to throw this idea out in, out into the ring. And it's legit. You already got that. Oh, what the fuck is going to say now? Okay, hear me out. Okay, solar panels. All right. Okay, solar panels that actually will be able to us to travel the same speed that the light travels in mm-hmm. the speed of light, which is uh, what 
1,200 and something feet per second, mm -hmm. I think it is. I think. That could be completely it's, wrong. It's, it's hot, way higher. It's way higher. Way higher. But, but, I remember there's a one and a comma somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a one and a comma somewhere in that huge number. I'm not sure where it actually lands, mm -hmm. but it's in there. Speed of light. <laughs> Speed of light is... Two hundred ninety-nine million seven hundred ninety-two thousand four hundred fifty-eight miles per second. There's not even a one in there. Not even a one. <laughs> not, it's a couple, two commas though. <laughs> you got the comma right. I'm sure there's a point in there somewhere too. So one light year is equal to one year, right? Uh -huh. I, it's it's six hundred and seventy-one million miles per hour. So, so like, let's say someone perfects the solar panel to be able to create technology maybe not that fast because that's definitely like a whoa <laughs> like your face gets you know the face is going to be in the back of your seat and your skull right. is going to still be there you know like to be able to find a way to contain that that use that light that's naturally pr produced right. into some sort of an engine form mm -hmm. to help propel us through space right. I think that if someone can come up with the idea I think like like solar sailing, like like see solar things be like, yeah, and we can skate through the <laughs> what the sound effect. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's no sound in space, right? Okay, <laughs> <But> so it's <laughs> that's it. There you go. Did you get Just, that? Yeah, <laughs> I was so accurate, Ed. It was like I was there. So like if we could come up with some form of propulsion system using the the natural light source of our sun, right. I think that we'd be able to traverse the universe easier. Okay. Without using rocket fuel. Okay. But we can't just use our sun. Well, no, no. But, well, our sun, the light from our sun could be seen millions of miles away, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like the light from our sun when it hits, it's not like the it's not like the sun's like right in front of our fucking face, Ed. It's like, yeah, but you're saying that was once you make the jump to a certain point, that's it. But like, there's another sun out there. <laughs> well, that's, there is because it's a star. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you go, you can actually go second star to the right, go on till morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stacy is Stacy showing you something. Ooh, what is so funny? <laughs> Show him the picture. <laughs> the picture of oh, it's the aliens guy with the hair. Like aliens. <laughs> I just think that it's possible. <laughs> that would be nice, though. It would be nice. Be I'm solar not... surfing, and then once our like, as we're getting further away from our sun, we'll pick up onto another star and be able to use that to power our our ship. Okay. You know, so like I said, surfing across the, the, the sure, okay. Like, you just don't think. No, I mean it's possible. You're not a dreamer, Ed. <laughs> I'm a dreamer. I'm just a realist on this kind of stuff. I, 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 I enjoy your concepts. I think they're they're phenomenal, but the reality doesn't match up. I think right now there's probably an engineer who listens to our show, as highly unlikely that is. But maybe there is somebody out there who goes, you know what? In theory, that might actually work. Let me test it out. Yeah. And they, they could be doing mathematics. Like, okay, well, this is how this works. This is how solar panels work. We know how solar panels power things. Mm -hmm. So why not be able to find a way to actually create a motor that can actually be a little faster than the, the, the power supplies we use by using solar panels? Yeah. 
I'm looking right now. Or someone's going, oh, that's genius. Other people are going, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Sometimes it's a fine line between genius and stupidity. You know, it's just like I tap dance that like a son of a bitch. Just saying, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's someone get on that. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Um, anyway, so if you want to, if you like the show, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Don't forget to join our show live on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search for Aquanet Radio in those apps. Don't forget, if you want to contact Ed on anything, contact him at EdWordswithGeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week, folks. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo!